episode of the Heels Podcast with your healing, empowering, encouraging, and loving sisters. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Heels Podcast. Today, we are talking about, have you been a toxic person? Do you know a toxic person? Today, we're digging into the details. Okay, so do we know the definition of a toxic individual? Anybody? Anybody? No, go ahead. Okay. The definition that I have for a toxic person is any human that you have or that you hang around that consistently causes a negative stress response in your brain. That's the definition I have for a toxic person. So. But I actually have a question, almost a rebuttal to that. Okay. This person... Okay, you could have a negative response to a person who is actually trying to be good to you. So I don't know necessarily like if you're not but is that niceness in is that niceness uh, a way of being manipulative? You know what no, I mean? No, what if somebody is telling you like as an example, you mm-hmm. should eat vegetables and you refuse to eat vegetables. And this person, because they have gotten on your nerves so much, tells you that you need to eat vegetables and they're telling you something good for you. And it's causing a negative response in your brain. This could be because you're, well, your response could be, uh, wow, does that make you a toxic person? Because your response is negative, even though she's only trying to tell you something positive. So a person like me would say, can you provide documentation to show that vegetables are healthy for me? Because I don't like vegetables. No, not in real life. I like vegetables. I really do. But provide some documentation. <laughs> I'm a person with documentation. So provide some documentation to me that these vegetables are good for my health. And then I would counterreact with, well, stop drinking alcohol, stop smoking, or, you know, something like that to that nature. That's what we're going to discuss in terms of toxicity and how your responses to that. But that's how I would respond. Okay. Okay. So, Fatima, you had a really good question. You said earlier. What? I said, have you all ever been toxic to other people? Annette, can you list the types of toxic people before we confess? (laughs) (laughs) So I went online and I just found this list and it says these are the 10 types of toxic people. They had the gossiper. The victim, the emotional wreck, the me, me, me person, the envy monster, the manipulator, the soul sucker, the lover of bad news, the judgy one, or the person who can't see who they are. So I'm going to say that one more time for everybody in the back. Number one is the gossiper. Number two, the victim. Number three, the emotional wreck. Number four, the me, me, me person. Number five, the envy monster. Number six, the manipulator. Number seven, the soul sucker. Number eight, the lover of bad news. Number nine, the judgy one. And number 10, the person who can't see who they are. So looking at yourselves as individuals, do you think you've ever been one of these 10 toxic people? Yes. Okay. Um, I've been a couple. I've been a soul sucker. I've been a manipulator and I've been a person who can't see who they are. 
I feel as if I'm not the best judge of character when it comes to these types of topics because I am tit for tat. You're racist to me, I'm going to be racist back to you. You present that toxic environment to me, I'm going to respond to the 10th power to make you so emotionally damaged or to the point where you're like, listen, I'm not going to fight with you anymore. In terms of the soul sucker, Mm -hmm. so there's a toxic individual that's in my life and this toxic individual is going to be in my life for the remainder of my life. And if I knew then what I knew now, I would have ran from this toxic individual. And so it was at one point me and this individual were at war and me and this person would go back to back. And the one time I have ever felt that I really snatched someone's soul is my response was so evil and vile. And I meant every effing word I said, God, forgive me, please. I know I'm going to hell for that. But I said the foulest stuff. And for me, I already have a foul mouth. I say what's on my mind, no regrets. But that particular time I felt that, oh, Fatima went too far. I went too far. And I know I did. Do I regret it? Absolutely not. But I literally, and I knew that I snatched that individual's soul because under normal circumstances, when we're at war, this particular person would respond just as toxic as I presented the information. And when I said what I said, and I meant what I said to the 10th power, that individual's response was just, okay. And that's when I became scared. That's the only time in my life I've ever been scared and fearful for my life. And at the time, I was parking at a location to take a van pool to go to work. I was contemplating not going to work. I was contemplating moving my car um, because I was like, this individual going to kill me. (laughs) So yes, I have been a soul snatcher. And in some aspects, I felt that I could have presented a better delivery, but I didn't. And... To me, the way my mind operates, normal people would apologize, but I'm not normal. I've told y'all on countless podcast occasions, I'm crazy. So I feel that it's not warrant an apology. I stated facts. I said what I said. Could my delivery been better? Probably. But yeah, I've been a soul snatcher. So, and I, I, I snatched that individual soul. Yes, I did. I snatched that shit. I really did. Very hard. Very much so. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Annette, what about you? Have you been talking? You know what? Other people might say that I have been toxic in the past. I don't think so. But that's, that's, that's just my point of view. I don't think that I have. But I've had people tell me that I've been a judgy one like a judgy person. And I can't say altogether that that is true. Maybe I fall into the category that, you know, I can't see who I am as a person or whatever. But I guess I feel like there are right and wrong ways to do things. 
And if people are not doing it the way that I think that is correct, then I might come across as a judgy one and say, wait a minute, but shouldn't you do it like this? Because this way it will, you know, I always feel like I need to correct individuals when they are, when I know I, well, I feel like there's a better way to do something. I always have been the type of person to be like, oh, okay, are you sure you want to do it that way? Because I know if you do it this way, you know, it might turn out better type of thing. <laughs> so that might come across as a little judgy. I might be the judgy one. It's not purposeful. It's just like, I guess this engineering mind of mine is like, oh, even though you're doing it this way, I know that if you do it my way, it'll take you less time. It won't be as hard and it'd just be better. (laughs) That know-it-all complex is definitely toxic. Yes, it is. Oh, that needs, we need to add that to the list. I I just, I just, I just like, okay. But you know, okay. So is it bad though? If I say, okay, you do it your way. I do it my way. My way works exactly the way I said it would. It did work faster. It was better. Does that still make me the toxic person? I'm just asking. That's your opinion. One person. So if it's like a group Mm -hmm. of y'all and you all say, oh, okay. I, Annette says, this is my way and it worked for me. This, if everyone is in agreement, then yes, I don't think it's, no, then no, I don't think it's toxic. But if you say, oh, I worked and it worked my way, but everybody else was like, uh, no, you know, they're, no, not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it worked this time, but the next time it may not be able to work. Mm-hmm. Then no, you are the person who, okay. who, who can't see who they are. It's like my way or my way. <laughs> That's what I said. If you do it my way, or I think it's wrong. Oh, yes, that could be a hint of toxic. (laughs) I love it. Oh my God, I have to accept this truth. I'm not ready. (laughs) I'm glad that we turned the question on ourselves, right? Because we could talk about toxic people all day. But when we talk about ourselves, it's like, damn. (laughs) Like, ooh, that may have been a time. I don't know. Annette, were you finished or do you want to continue? Oh, no. That's the only, those are the only two I think that I might have fallen into those categories. The rest of them are not me. So I'm the soul sucker. Annette is the person who can't see who the F they are. And the judgy one. That's the one I originally said. The judgy one. And the judgy Mm -hmm. one. And the judgy one. I am that too. Corinne, what you think? What you got? Annette, can you read the list? (laughs) Okay, the list is number one, the gossiper. Number two, the victim. Number three, the emotional wreck. Number four, the me, me, me person. Number five, the envy monster. Number six, the manipulator. Number seven, the soul sucker. Number eight, the lover of bad news. Number nine, the judgy one. And number 10, the person who can't see who they are. I think in moments of my life, I've probably exhibited all of those at some point. Definitely think that envy is definitely one that I've done. And in response to me envying somebody, you know, I ended up hurting them really bad in a time that was celebrating, you know, to celebrate them. And I don't think it was all envy, I think I'm going to be completely accountable for it. 
you know, it was a combination of me, 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 me. It was a combination of not wanting to let go. Uh, so it was a combination of a couple of things, but I know like that envy uh, was a part of me damaging relationship, you know, at the time. It was repaired, able to be repaired, but that was a, a pivotal moment in my life where I had to change. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Did you express being envy to that individual or you just kept it to yourself? No, there... Definitely expressed it. Yeah. So there was like, there was a moment where, you know, we had a discussion and I was transparent with where I was at. And again, like I say, it was a combination of things. In addition to the envy, it was, you know, the desire not to let go, you know, enter in the next phase of this other person's life. And that, that definitely caused some, some conflict. But yes, in order to repair that, I had to be transparent. I had to be transparent. I had to be 100% accountable. That's one example. And even though I'm not getting into the specifics because y'all need to know my business. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Don't you do that. Don't do that. Listen, we can make an assumption. Hold on. Is that one of the uh, nine assumptions? Or, no gossiper, honey. We can gossip. Oh, gossiper! It. You know, Hold on. when when a, when you get off, I'm gonna call Annette and I'm like, let me tell you what the situation is. What you think? Do you think that's correct? That's because fair. We, we know, we know. We go gossip. That's all right. We'll gossip. That is fair. That is fair. Uh, so I guess like the ability to not see above myself or beyond myself definitely, you know, has been a, a toxic trait that I've exhibited but i'm not too much the gossiper ah take that back (laughs) one second i just had a moment (laughs) yeah because i'll be call fatima and be like girl fatima's face was like (laughs) um or quick to call my sister um and gossip about something but joyfully jovially whatever you want to call the word yeah, I mean, I try not. I mean, yeah, that's about it. That's it. Okay. Wow, we're all special. Okay. Yes, special. Yes, we're we're talking all. Think of me and Erica Badu's song. My eyes are green. <laughs> oh, not singing like that, honey. Not singing like that. <laughs> So I was listening to The Breakfast Club and Marlon Wayans was on there. He talked about, you know, the situation that we talked about last episode where we were sick of hearing this about the situation. And he said something that struck me. He mm-hmm. said, lack of reaction is one of the hardest things you can do. And I completely agree with that when it comes to toxic people, especially when they're the, they play the victim. They raise all hell for you. And then the whole world sees them as the victim and you're the enemy. And like I said, I'm a person of reaction. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it to you full force. And Mm that to me is the most hardest thing with dealing with toxic people is to not have a reaction. Like it's like an urge. Like it's like you want to hit that crack pipe. I don't do crack. I just want to put that out there. I'm just (laughs) But see, in some circumstances, like with family, you don't have a choice. But if you 
deal with them. That's if you have to deal with them. You can't lose your family. Lord True. knows. I was going to say. If I, I was going to say. But really? you can't. And so when it comes to situations like that, it's like, oh, God, I just want to say something. But, you know, all hell would break loose. And if so you did. You, right. So you choose to say, you know what? I'm going to just let it go. But how many times can you let that shit go? You just, it's just awful. But yeah, lack of reaction. And I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to have to agree with you with that. So that's, okay. So when I was younger, I had no filter. I was more like Fatima. I had no filter. That included at work, okay? So if you were going to come at me like you were bad and you you was doing, doing you, oh, I'm going to do me. Okay. And when I came, I came to hurt. Okay. I did. And so it wasn't until someone said to me and that you really got to learn how to read the room. Right. And just like the situation you were talking about that we don't want to discuss anymore. You had to learn how to read the room. Right. And so you can't always respond the way the hood Annette might respond. You need to respond based on the company that you're keeping at the time, right? So one thing I've learned over time is that I have to control my reactions to toxic people because they're the ones who will try you in many different ways. I've had the person who played the victim, okay? I've had the gossiper. I've had the me, me, me person. I've had all the soul sucker. When you when the energy just just leaves the room when they walk in, you just want to be like, okay, it's time for me to go because me and her or me and him, yeah, we don't we don't work well together at all. So you need to change your environment. I will walk the hell out versus confronting you, especially when it's family, because you don't want to start an argument all the time when you're surrounded by family. You don't. So for me, I have as I've aged, I've learned to say, you know what? It's not worth it for me to interact with this person. So it's better that I just walk away in certain circumstances. I have a question. Okay. Are, where do you encounter or where have you encountered the most presence of toxic people in your life? Is it with friends? Oh, that's a great question. Family? Is it at work? Where do you feel like it's more concentrated or has been more concentrated? For me, Fatima. I think it's family, to mm. be honest. I feel as if I am, here I am at this level of status to me, which I think is good. But according to my family, it's not enough. You're you're not supposed to be at the stage that we expected you, you to be at. And so, however, on the contrary, you have another family member that is a bum. B-U-M, bum. And it's like, oh, you know, that individual is, um, you know, down on their luck and this and that. And I'm like, they've been down on their luck for like 30 years. Like, I mean, I don't, I mean, how, how down on your luck can you be? But for me, here I am doing all of these things and accomplishing all these things and it's still not enough. But this, the complete opposite of the individual is doing nothing and they get a pass. And so to me, I feel, and then when I express that, then I'm the crazy one. And to me, it's family. They don't see it as toxic. 
they're like, listen, that's how it's supposed to be. This is the way that the world works. But to me, it's toxic. It's toxic. Like you worry about things that should have been done the correct way instead of providing, like, I don't need accomplishment praise, but just to acknowledge, to say, you know what? You doing your damn thing. And so I've gotten so blind to the toxic. I just, I kind of just tune it out and I hear it just go in, go in one ear and come out the other. Um, But for me, it's just, it's family. Family for me is the, the, the most toxic I receive is family. Well, for me, I'm not sure who is the most toxic for me. So if I compare friends, family, people I've worked with, I have to say, I'm going to say this and be honest. When it comes to friends, most of people, most of the people that I found to be toxic are no longer in my life. With family and people I work with, I'm going to say they're running neck and neck. I don't think there's more on one side or the other for me, but I have to deal with more of the toxic people where I've worked than family because actually I spend more time with the people that I work with than I do with my family. I do. Most of the time it's just myself and my child when we're at home. Only when we have to attend family events do I see most of my family (laughs) members. So a lot of the people who I might find toxic who are members of my family, I don't have to see that often. I just don't. But I see more of my coworkers on a daily basis. So if there's someone who I feel that's toxic at work, um, I just stay away from them or try my best not to spend a lot of time with those individuals or just stay away from those individuals. That's what I've done most of the time. Stay away from those individuals and don't waste my time unless I need to talk to them about something pertaining to work. I don't interact with them. I feel that. I feel that. It's a hard question for me, actually. I take that back. I think for the majority of my life, they're, do I want to say the people were toxic themselves or they exhibited toxic behaviors? I think things definitely, you know, family-wise, a whole bunch of toxic situations, right? People were just toxic, right? And when you have no choice and you have no outlet, what do you do? Uh, So a large part of my experience with toxic behaviors have been within family. Sad to say that I think that's kind of normal. Uh, Maybe not. I think also, I think a part of growing pains is also experiencing those toxic friendships. Can you provide an example? So I, I could say, you know, in my life, there have been periods of time where the majority of toxic experiences that I, I've been through have been because of toxic friends. I mean, there's the gossiper, right? You know, people, I wasn't in middle school. Which was last year, by the way. (laughs) In middle school, right? I wasn't black enough. I spoke proper. You know, those were my classmates. I went to a more diverse school, but I came from a more white school and I wasn't black enough. So we're in entering toxic wow. relationships, toxic friendships. And then you, you get into the gossiping and, you know, you want to be cool because, so what do you do? You gossip. And then 
I got to a point where I had to learn that, you know, these, these, these people don't matter. And my parents told me that as well. So yeah, so I think it's been a myriad. I've been fortunate. Actually, I have had like toxic relationship friendships formed out of work. It was just another one of those mean black girl things. Like there's two black women and I'm the third one here. Those two had already had a friendship. So, you know, it was like, we don't want her to take, we don't want her to be as good as us. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy because it was the first time I had moved to Maryland and this was like my job. And I thought that these black women would embrace me, but they didn't, same age, yeah. So yeah, so it's been mainly with family. Uh, I, you know, and I can talk about how, you know, I'm, and I'm pretty sure we will transition into like, okay, how did we overcome, you know, some of these toxic experiences and things of that nature. But yeah, those are, you know, some examples. Uh, but I, I still say your family is your family, right? <laughs> you can't choose them. You got to love them. Sure. Sure can. And they love you. Yeah. They love all of us, right? And they only know what they know, not excusing their behaviors or anything. However... I asked the question, so therefore wanted to answer it honestly. You know, it's so interesting that, you know, I spoke with someone today and I've really, for me, as far as um, the toxic the toxic people that you meet in the workplace, you know, they said they experienced that more from women. That is true. Especially women in management versus men. I love working with men. Do you? I always said I, I love a, a male manager and I hate saying that. Yes. Males. I do. Really? I hate that. I hate saying that, but it's the truth. Women, yes. Women are emotional and it's like a competition. And if like of course that's the the person who can't see who they are. Like, oh, it's like I'm here and you're there. And I'm like, it's not a competition, like I'm a good worker. Like I'm willing to do the work. I'm not gonna, you know, feel as if I'm trying to take your position or be a competition or be better than you. You know, it's so interesting because I have never, I've never felt that way. Even where I've worked, I've never felt that women in management have been a hindrance to me of any in any way. Most of them have been helpful supportive. I felt like I could go to them and talk to them. There has been no one that I felt like I have not. I think I've had about three women in management who either were over me or was on over me on a project or something like that. And everybody worked well. I worked well with everyone. I didn't feel like I was in competition with them or anything like that. Or I didn't get that air, you know, from them or anything like that. So, um, I've actually had more issue with male bosses, if that makes sense. But for me, it's been, but overall, most of my management that I've ever worked with or for have been okay. Um, but I really have never felt that kind of dynamic with uh, female management, like really never. And to hear other women say that, I'm like, really? I was like, I really, I've never really felt it. I haven't. I don't know. If it's something about me that they didn't feel like, oh, I was competition for them or something, so they didn't care. You know what I mean? I don't know. 
I don't think it's I don't think it's pertaining to women management for mm-hmm. I think in general I just work better with males like okay uh, my experience I have had one female manager who then trained changed to a male and the rest of my management have been men and I I grew and I developed. They were supportive of my professional aspirations. I think they saw that I was a hard worker and I wasn't about games. I really wanted to do a good job. But I must say, in work experiences, all the cattiness and stuff. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, I've had various. I had female managers, male managers, um, some in between. Y'all know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so for the female managers, with the exception of one, the last one that I had, she was awesome. She was a workaholic Mm -hmm. and she was, they called her slave driver, but I loved her. She was a boss and she was willing to assist and make sure you understood what, what needed to be done. So I can't say all female managers that I encountered, but the rest of them, Caddy, petty, tried to double the amount of work for you to put you in a position where you can't handle the information. And then they try to reflect that in your eval. I mean, it was just, it's just pure drama. They love the drama. They feed off of it. And when you didn't want to participate, it was kind of like you were set as an outcast. So those are some of my encounters. Now with the males, you know, for normal people, of course, People like to say that they work with males because of this. But I like working with males because they don't bother me, one. And two, if I have issues that they don't understand, they just approve whatever I say. So if I don't get my vacation time, I'll say, you know what? I just, I can't. I'll just, I'll bend over and and lean and cry. They'll be like, okay, just get out of my face. Go ahead. Do what you need to do. That's why I tell, I, I, that, and I guess, that 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 may be a form of toxic manipulation. Yes, manipulation, absolutely. So yes, I have manipulated a lot of male managers with that particular <laughs> issue of mine because they don't understand it, they don't like it. They use avoidance and approval to <laughs> give me what I want. So but I do. I prefer to be in a room full of males. And I've had the best working environment with males. So that, that's that. I feel like the people who fall under the category of the manipulator, I think they can be extremely toxic to people around them, family members, co-workers. The manipulators are the, to me, the hardest to deal with. They really are. Especially if that manipulator is someone close to you, a mom, a dad, you know what I mean? A sister, a brother. You know what I'm saying? Somebody really, your best friend who's been your best friend since 30 years ago. He would not be best friends. Well, I mean, you, you could be best friends and then you don't realize how much of a manipulator they are. They are. Until you look until back over time. 20, 30 years in, mm-hmm. I've had that. Yeah, until somebody actually points it out to him. Do you realize that this person is doing this to you? You'd be like, really? Wow. You know, but she's been doing that. 20 years. We're being gaslighted at that point. So that's gaslighting. Right. Right. You just say, oh, that's just the way they are. You know what I mean? Type of thing. So, you know. When when you have time, you sit and you think back, you're like, 
damn, look at all the stuff that they've done to me. Like, it happens. This is crazy. And I will allow myself to tolerate it. Okay. Where do y'all want to take this discussion next? Should we talk about resources on how to deal with toxic people? Um, honestly, I'm going to be honest and say that I have not reached out to any kind of resource in order to deal with toxic people per se. I really haven't, but I did what a lot of other, you know, black women would do is, you know, I would go to church. I asked the Lord to please give me strength and patience before I kill a bitch. Sorry, (laughs) before I hurt somebody. Before I hurt somebody, I need you to give me patience and give me, you know, I just asked for all of that. And I prayed a lot, (laughs) even though I think that if you have someone in your life, whether it be friend, family, or work person, if it's to the point where they're actually causing you physical, you know, like if that stress is becoming more uh, physical, you know, where you're having headaches or you're having issues or it's just stressing you out that much that definitely you need to go talk to someone, go seek a professional, a psychologist, psychiatrist, anything you need, whatever, um, to help you through that process. But for me, I would pray about it, you know, (laughs) and then over time I learned how to uh, deal with those individuals in other ways, either by either avoiding or just not being in spaces that those pay- those people are in because, you know, we just don't work well together or we just don't deal with each other in, in a very positive way. <laughs> but that's the way in which I, I deal with it or I've dealt with it in the past. Do you want to go for Tima or do you want- So for me, yeah, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm a reactor. You present a toxic environment to me, I'm going to get that shit to you tenfold. And I... Over the years, I have learned to not go ape shit like I would do as 18, as opposed to me being 21. (laughs) So I also allow karma to kick in because I feel that when people display that type of negative energy, eventually it would come back on them. But sometimes that shit takes too long. I can't wait seven years for somebody to get karma back on them when they're toxic. I can't, I can't wait. So I have to react. And then, you know, karma kind of may come back on me. It is what it is. But I'm I'm a reactor. I'm a, a firecracker. I react and I, I have to learn to be more disciplined when it comes to a toxic environment. I have tried to remove myself from a person or persons that are being toxic, Um, but sometimes you're in a situation or you're in a circumstance where you don't have a choice but to be in the presence of that toxic person. And so when it comes to situations like that, I just sit right next to them and tell them to pass the salt (laughs) for our uh, dinner with a mutual friend or a a mutual family member and choose not to converse unless it's necessary because I need salt on my food. Because I need salt on my food. I'm over. I want to scream. (laughs) Other than that, other than that, yeah. What I would recommend for normal people that are not myself, I do recommend, you know, if church is an outlet for someone to do that. Also, you know, speaking to someone, whether it's therapy or just another friend, or even to be honest, 
if you can make that person aware of their toxic behavior, I think that it allows them to give, to open up their mind to see that, okay, maybe I am doing something wrong or, you know, something maybe I should be able to change. Now, I've been presented with that on plenty of of occasions of how my mouth has caused a lot of pain and I need to learn how to express how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. The deliverable needs to be better. I've been told that on several occasions. It does. And I'm working on it. Not as much as I should. I think I'll maybe be like 56% of it better. I don't know. Um, 56%? (laughs) I had to give a odd number because it ain't 50%. And the damn show ain't no 85 and 90. But Maybe 56% of that, that I, I, I am working on. I do feel as if I'm in a, a, a better person than what I was 10 years ago. Um, but yeah, either therapy, don't react the way that I do. That's what I would tell people. Don't react. It's not worth it. It's it's not. Church, karma, and that's all I have. What about you, Corinne? To our podcast listeners, I want to advise... Do not follow the direction of Miss Fatima. We are not encouraging you to do what she does. He hasn't been caught yet. Um, but no, uh, appreciate the transparency. Uh, we gonna hold you accountable as healing, encouraging, empowering, loving sisters. I want to recommend this book by John Towson. It's called Boundaries. This book will change your life. It's actually helped me establish boundaries with family members. Dealing with toxic situations, how do you respond? How do you even think, rethink, or retool your brain to to think and respond differently? So I, I encourage you all to read the book, buy it, buy the physical book and highlight in it. I still have mine. It's by, uh, called Boundaries uh, by John Towsend. I'll make sure the link is in our podcast description for this episode. How else do I respond? So that's definitely a resource. I want you all to go pick up prayer, church, all of that. Confronting toxic people, especially when you can't change a circumstance. And the book Boundaries does provide input and tactics, ways to say things to the person that's exceeding your boundary. So whether that's work in work, whether that's your spouse, whether that's your father, mother, sister, brother, provides techniques to that. I definitely, I'm good with avoidance. I will come back, like, my place is my place of peace and zen. So please believe, like, I will quickly, I have no problems quickly removing myself from a situation. And I did see a meme the other day. It said, when somebody shows you their red flag, show them your white flag and peace out. I believe that 110. <laughs> when somebody shows you your red, their red flag, show, you, show them your white flag and peace out. I'm going to show my red flag. I am quick to give everybody the deuces. Like, I don't have time. I, I just don't. Like, I don't. I know the the point I can get to 
and I don't ever want to go there when somebody like really is toxic and I don't know how to like emotionally control myself because what's bound to come out of my mouth, I am not responsible for at that point in time. So I remove myself and we can have a conversation later if it warrants that. If you're a piece of trash, I don't have I don't I don't have time to talk to you because for what? I was expecting you to say something totally different. <laughs> yeah, that's my two cents. That's how I deal with toxic people or people who have exceeded my boundaries of being nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what do you all take away from this episode? That I'm a toxic ass person, and. I- and I don't know how I have friends and family. <laughs> I guess my good outweighs my bad. Um, but yeah, I'm a toxic ass person. I really am. I think that was eye opening though to reflect upon ourselves. Yeah, when you talk about yourself and you realize you're like, damn, like that's that's that that's something has to change, Fatima. Like you gotta change, you gotta grow up sometime. And so also recommend therapy. <laughs> Yes. And so it's like a mirror. I was talking to myself and I I saw a reflection of the type of person that I am. And I don't want to be that person. It takes a lot for me to get to that point. I I do internalize a lot of things and I just let shit brush off. And And then when you just catch me on a bad day, it's just all hell breaks loose. And so... I realized that yeah, I'm I'm a pretty toxic person. Did they did that list give you like if you're more than three or something like that, then the level of toxicity that you are or whatever? No, not that particular article. It did not. No, I'm more than one, and that poses a problem for me. But somebody could be a whole lot of one, right? Could be envious, like 110, percent and they go hard trying to compete with everybody and things of that nature. So it it wouldn't their level of toxicity would be similar, right? So what do you take away from it, Annette and Corinne? Definitely the introspection part. Just having raised those examples of, and I'm certainly not perfect. Of times I've been toxic in my life, you know, reflecting upon that. And then I'm actually proud of the growth that I've made. Um, And just through growing pains, like I said, have been able to make better decisions with being around toxic people, right? It's more of a choice as an adult, but you can't choose your family. Um, but you can choose you can choose to set boundaries with your family. Well, I agree, ladies. <laughs> I agree that turning the mirror back on myself, I was like, oh, okay. I have a few of these traits, just a few. Two. Just <laughs> that I need to learn. <laughs> I need to learn to be better with. And actually, you know, in the last years of my life or whatever I've actually honestly just been silent and let people do things do things the way they want to do because one thing I've learned I guess is that you know that I'm not always right and that you know people have other ways of dealing with issues and I guess my way is not always the best way or whatever or the only way you know what I mean so it is what it is so one thing I have done is just learn to be silent you know and not give no opinion. If, if if my opinion is not needed, then I don't give it. I just sit and I listen. 
that I'm not the perfect person I thought I was. <laughs> People will show you who they are. They will also tell you who they are. Believe them. All right, ladies, this has been an amazing session. I've learned a lot about myself this this podcast. <laughs> I feel like I, I want a glass of wine, but I'm not. <laughs> I've actually learned a lot. So I appreciate that. So I just want to say thank you to my listeners and to our listeners. Thank you to our listeners that, you know, we appreciate you, you know, sticking with us through this podcast. It's been, it's been actually very fun for us. And if you love it, we will see you next week. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. The Heels Podcast. Thank you. Bye.